Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotter. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the uh, um, technical goodies. Radio hotter. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Good evening viewers and welcome to episode 17 I believe it is of Radio Hot Lap and I think we're all actually in Australia for a change and I have, who do I have with me today? I have the elusive John, Johnny Hearty who's just come back from New Zealand from the V8 Ute Round and I also have this mystery person beside me, and I believe his name is JP. <laughs> yeah, g'day Linda, how are you? <laughs> Hello Linda, you caught up with me at last. <laughs> There's a story behind that which I'm sure John and JP will tell all of you later about the horrible prank they've paid on me for a week. Well, that's not that, it's just that you didn't realise what a bit of a player he was at Mount Buller. <laughs> I learned so much about JP at Mount Buller, it was incredible. It was and he never had seen. the wildest time, and I never saw him the whole weekend. Not once, which I was so disappointed about. But anyway, moving right along. Boys, what are we drinking this afternoon as usual? I'm having Here a singer, the original Thai beer. 5.8%, oh, uh, but I'm not driving anywhere. No, I it's it was a, Singapore. No, it's, it's Thai. Thai. All right, yeah, excuse me. Singha. Cultural wasteland of the beers. All right, yeah. JP? You'll well, I'm actually on a bud, but I've already had one of those singers. And uh, when I saw it was 5.8%, and I, go, I know I am driving. I thought, I'll just go for the bud and make it last. And it took you five the minutes to find out how much. The, the coppers have got a bit nasty down months. here in Adelaide while I've, while I've been away, I hear. Yeah, there have been lots of blitzes on. And, of course, we've got this system now where if we hit 0.08, um, we get the licence taken away immediately. As in on the spot. You can't sort of keep driving for six months until you go to court. Well, that's absolutely and right, and we do promote sensible drinking. Oh, absolutely, drinking. we do. When you're in the house, you can do what you like. And uh, between Friday night and Sunday morning, 100 drivers lost their licence in Adelaide, and I'm not sure what the figures were for Sunday night, but I know the blitz carries on. So, so that's three quarters uh, of the population of Adelaide. Gone. Well, it is. It's a lot, isn't so it? So that's why the streets yeah. are quiet today. It is. Ah, the drive home's nice and quick, though. All right, we're well, moving on to my beer, and yes. as usual, being boring, going back to my favourite... JP has provided me with a Budweiser. Oh, <laughs> well, I know he you like those. He knows yeah. I like them. So, yeah. Cheers, everyone. It's good to have you two guys in, well, you in town, Linda, and you <laughs> back in town, Hardy. It is good to be back. I'm um, jet lagged, so I'm not saying much this afternoon. I'm tired. Oh, yeah, that'll you be have. Good day. But you did manage to go out and get a nice little spread for us here before we, uh, we get into it. We've got a lot of stories on today. Oh, this too been, many There's stories. been a lot, a lot happening, and um, we're, we're bypassing dinner. But uh, what a, look, we've got, we've got these olives and um, octopus, marinated, marinated octopus. octopus, and yeah, uh, those stuffed vine leaves. leaves. Yeah, we yeah. stuff those. <laughs> oh, we don't. I like those. Nah, I like those. And, um, and some brie. Brie. And, and mm -hmm. carrot and coriander dip, which the is just all mashed up. Mm. It's oh. a nice well, Italian Thanks for making the time to go out and get that. And also to flying down <laughs> just for yeah. one evening um, uh, after all your travels. We'll I get know. To that. I'm, I'm actually still in. Well, it's okay because I haven't actually got over the. Do you know when you go away and you come back and you've been on planes and you get home and you just go, no more? That's yep. it, right? I reckon I'll be like that tomorrow when I get off the next flight and I go, right, that's it, no more. Because I actually haven't... I still think I'm just doing yeah, legs flight depression or to get a, around everywhere. 
And yeah, I have got flight depression because I'm in travelling economy class for the last few flights. Oh, it doesn't dear. go with me very well. All the way from Sweden. It's from Svenska, yeah. Oh. yeah. Where have you been? Come on. Where have mm. I Tell been? us what's been happening. The last time you guys all heard from me, I was at Mount Buller, as we all know. Yeah, that's right. We had a great show. There we was did. Jeff Swart. And I was there too, but you could never find me. We won't talk about you. Okay. We won't. I just don't want to know about it. I just Fair don't enough. want to know about it. I've been so disappointed. I did see you. I'm sure I saw you in the ice bar near Stockholm. <laughs> you slipped off to the uh, Northern Hemisphere. I did. I did a quick runner. We came. What did I do? I left Mount Buller Sunday. Flew home Sydney. Yeah, you did. You sneaked out before the um, Galar performance. Well, I did because I wanted to get home because I knew I was going away and I'd done my job and I'm not good at sort of hanging around after I've done the job. So I did my job and then I got on the... Drove home. Well, drove to Melbourne. Got a plane. Stayed home for, ooh, just over 28 hours. <laughs> oh, well, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough to restock the fridge, get the kids happy, organise the timetable and leave. Get a couple of new, and fresh little border collies. I actually... Mm, we'll, oh, we'll, get, uh, we'll get to them in a minute. And then I actually did go to work. Surprise, surprise. I did actually go to work on Monday afternoon and Tuesday morning. And then I left Tuesday afternoon and went to Sweden. What did you do in Sweden? Only 35 hours to get there. And how was for five it? five days. Frigging bloody cold. Frigging cold. You would have known I sent you an email showing yeah, you a photo. Minus, minus 21 degrees inside the Renekar. Yeah, that uh, was on Saturday afternoon. It was oh, but I did notice the Renekar did have the door open. <laughs> That's because it was parked, you idiot. <laughs> I am not going to do a head in well, Solberg and drive around you know, with no doors and windscreens. Letting the cold air. No. So, I, yeah, I did. I was lucky enough. Actually, boys, I want to have a bit of a go at you, and I may as well do it now. Let's get all the aggro Ooh. over with oh, the beginning. Aren't you going to do the oh, WRC report, or are you well, just going to get into part, us already? Look, no, I'm, it's part of the WRC report. Radio Hotlap sends me all around the world. Oh, I know where we're going. Oh, this. dear. Okay? It's merch. It's not just merch. Radio Hotlap says, Linda, you're the rally person. You go cover the WRCs and anything else rally. And Right, so what do I do? I'm in Sweden. Okay, not an issue. Last minute thing, I go to Sweden. Do I have anything on me that says frigging Radio Hotlap? No, no, you should have no. just taken do the Radio you, Hotlap hat, not the frigging Radio Hotlap hat. Do you realise how hard it is to go to media on <laughs> the day of Shakedown them. and convince them because they don't what, know me Didn't you have your iPod side. with you? You could have just played an episode and they would have known by the voice. They didn't. I, you know what? Don't laugh about that. I'm going, <laughs> listen, I've got, look, see, look, with Lynn and, and they're just looking at me going, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like you're the 50th person that's come in. <laughs> I actually had to pull in a few favours with a couple of friends and I'm not going to say who because you did do me the world of service and I know you've pulled a few strings with somebody dressed in blue. Um, high up <laughs> did actually help get me a media pass the queen I thought it was a policeman <laughs> no she doesn't have yeah it was actually he was pretty high up and he was rather cute and he was warm um, yeah so I finally did get a media pass which allowed me to get into a few places has he, has he got blonde hair <laughs> no he doesn't actually Does and he he's not hang out, hang out oh. in and you don't have to look at his chin either yeah. No, he's I not. <laughs> no, I look, I look at this one's belly button. Cause well, it's really Linda, cold. there was actually um, a method in the madness of sending you there without passes to reinforce the fact that you're just not, able, not capable of being able to scam your way around these sort of adventures. And uh, this is, um, we're going to be launching, well, we were going to launch later in the year, but I suppose, viewers, <laughs> we might as well tell you now that after the success of last year and events like Indy, Radio Hot Lab will be now starting to provide special tours to motorsport um, events where you won't need any tickets at all and we're guaranteed to scam you into any event with a guarantee at the end 
At the bed of your choice, you'll be having lunch with Tony Cochran, and he'll be pleased to think to see you and think he's actually having lunch with you. Not an issue. I'm no, sure we no, can pull that off. And I'll tell you, we can do it. If I can we get can. into Monte Carlo in Sweden at the last minute, and I ended up scamming hotels... Is Tony going to Monte Carlo? He wasn't there. Mm. He's, that's why he's not speaking to me, because I was where he should have been and he wasn't there. DR, David Richards, with you, get you in with that. But, like, you know, that's the concept, and I'll tell you, we've been working on it for a while, and so far, you know, it's all about, you know, it's all about sort of the way that you move around the pits, you know, right. you never saunter. I'll tell you, viewers, if you ever go to the racetrack and you don't have a pass and you get into the pits, never saunter. Sauntering don't look. Out. Away. Listen, no, I'll tell you, it's purposeful. You have to look at Go at 100 mile an hour, don't, don't, yep. don't stand and look it. at things. If I'm you do, then you look, you're up. a hunter. Pure that's body it. language, that one. You yeah. own the track. That's right, exactly right. You own anyway, the track. So, so you have sort of, you passed but failed. Well, I think I passed pretty well, well because one, I had absolutely nothing that said I was Radio Hot Lap. The frigging I well, talk. Well, you know, we didn't Now, this is where you come into it, JP, oh, Apple right. store owner. What do I do? I get given a broken eye talk. Do you think I could do one interview? No. Do you think I could speak enough Swedish to get by to go, where is the Apple store in the middle of Sweden to find... No. So that's why you don't have any live interviews, because you're giving me... I tell you, you if you'd only used visualthesaurus.com and switched to Swedish, it would have asked the question for you. There it was. Listen, I had enough Linda, issues trying to scam people. Why don't you give us the WRC report and stop making excuses? <laughs> tell you. The WRC report is damn bloody cold. But I tell you, Sweden is the rally of the year where it we all, those in rallying, we love it because it is the true snow rally. It had the snow like you wouldn't believe. Last year we had a lot of issues and not enough snow. Naturally, the gravel comes through and they're running studded tyres, rips all the studs out game over this year we didn't have that there was a couple of on the second runs in the last couple of days but it wasn't too bad um if anything the snow it didn't play havoc it was actually playing into the favor of the drivers because what they do is you get sort of like and they go out and they literally they'll send a snow play out in the morning and grade the roads to find them because they had that much snow overnight and then so you get these huge snow banks now the really good drivers and i'm sure some of you may have seen some of the television footage i haven't seen any yet um they'll bounce the rear of the car off the snowbanks yeah. to get them around to keep the speed up and they just don't worry about the car going all over the road because there's this beautiful little tunnel <laughs> and these snowbanks on the side and if you're smart and you hit them at the right way it'll keep you going a couple of them um didn't quite get it right and kind of missed the snowbanks and sort of did it where you shouldn't do it because there wasn't enough snowbank so if you get it just right you should be able to just sort of like graze it and it actually holds you it there does, and you go around yeah. it's so how like do you, how do you like the bobsleigh how do you yeah. do that bobsleigh run they're just like corners <laughs> and what they'll do is they'll like do the full flick into the corner right and and to keep your momentum up where normally you would bring it back they're actually holding it hitting the wall and just keeping the power on and the walls keeping them on the line then they get to the straight bit out of the corner and they're gone well, and it's artwork to watch. There was a fair bit of that in New Zealand the other day, uh, but uh, there wasn't any snow. We'll get to that later. There are a couple of naughty boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I did get to go to the ice bar, which is north of Stockholm, which was very quick. And that was an experience in itself because it was it's the original ice bar. Well, we now at, have one in Sydney. It's just like the first one in the world. Yeah, ice bar. this was right. the original first one ice bar. Is that what inspired that James Bond movie? That, I uh, think so. I'm not oh. sure about that. It's been there for a couple of years now. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a really interesting experience because they give you these major grey, really ugly, but hey, everyone's dressed the same, grey snowsuits sort of things, one piece, like zip up things. 
Yeah, kind of. And you get your snow boots and you get a hat and you get gloves and all of that and you go in and it's freezing freaking cold. But, you know, you get sort of a bit of atmosphere thing and you get your glass, which is ice, which they all say to you, you can get your glass. Oh, which good. is great when you go outside because it'll stay frozen. As soon as you go back to your room, you have this melted thing. Unless you put it straight in the freezer. Yeah. But anyway, getting back, let's get back to some serious stuff of the rally. It was just amazing. The crowds, the people, the distances they travelled, the happiness, the, the salmon that are being thrown on barbecues in the middle of the forest. Not to mention the elk. Salmon <laughs> oh, and elk. Oh, elk. Don't talk to me about elk. We'll get to elk in a minute. But anyway, I've got to give it the whole rally. My heart was like really pounding. And my, you know, the whole thing was so exciting and it was all because of Gigi Gully and Daniel Carlson. Those guys were just incredible to watch. They really were. They're teammates. They're both running in a private team, but with Mitsubishi WRC cars. And as we know, Mitsubishi's not a yep. factory entered um, into the WRC this year. So to do what they did, which is come third and fourth, with Daniel coming third and Gigi fourth, was just... I don't know. I think actually part... Um, it's sooky, but I actually had a bit of tears in my eyes when they did it. And I was at the end of the stage. And literally, Gigi's come through first... And he's like, oh, I don't think I did well, you know, da-da-da. Mm. And he's waiting, 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 and Daniel comes through, and Daniel beats him, and Daniel's done an absolute amazing go on this one. And Gigi was the first one. He ran to the car, he got out, and because and Daniel's gotten out, and he's hugged him. Like, I thought, how good is that? You yep. know, it, it was a real team spirit. It was a real fight. They loved it. They both said, we've had the best time out. Well, not, it's not surprising drinking 10% Abro beer over oh, there. They'd be yeah, like, mm. and there's no a... testing. Oh, well, I don't know about them, but yeah, like I normally, I wasn't Could working, I, I was in the car, so I did drink. Yeah. But yeah, the um, the best beer I found, because you know how you guys are into your beers and I had to do my research, I um, I found this amazing beer, which the boys put me on to, Abro. Abro beer, which is 10% alcohol volume. Ah, oh, so it warms you up then. <laughs> it was two of those, and you're having a great time. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, that would go really well with your raw spiced fillet of elk with mustard dressing. Oh, yes. Did have you, you got the menu? Elk. I, I have. I, I, well, I, yes, she sent this over to me, and I'm just having a bit of a look at it, but breakfast doesn't look so bad. Warm smoked salmon no, with scrambled eggs. That one looks all right. Listen, that's what you would think to have breakfast. And I would, you know, like if I went out somewhere for breakfast, I would have a warm smoked salmon with scrambled eggs. That is entree for dinner. What's it elk like? Is it, is it is it like a beefy sort yeah, of? Yeah, it's meaty. It's, it's like deer. It's it's, oh, it's venison. Yeah. Oh, it's, so it's quite a, it's quite a heavy. It's with worse than venison. Like, oh. I've eaten venison. Is it stronger? And I like it. It's stronger. Than venison, is it? Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's really. Oh, I don't. <laughs> oh, oh, that's viewers. We Sorry, have a dogs. The dogs is back. The dogs is back, and <laughs> the dogs is back. Oh, there's the dogs. Well, uh, really it's been a uh, it's been a particularly excellent time. I, it was. It was a great time. I mean, I was freezing cold. If you look, if you want to go from a spectator's point of view of a rally, oh, this is probably. Go. Oh, viewers, oh. where well, we've got uh, James has just turned up, uh, uh, walking in the door while we're doing the radio show. Hi, James. Okay. Hi, James. It's just a conversation. Come and have a beer, mate. Uh, Linda's just hiding. got in from Sweden, and <laughs> JP's got in from the city. I've got in from anyway. Music. Getting back to that, Chris Atkinson, God love you, Chris. Your second, your second go in Sweden, you did really, really well. You had a lot of issues. You had a bit of an off, but that's okay. You did it, mate. You came back from basically being up there in fifth and sixth on day one. You had an issue. You dropped way down on the points, and like you were, I think, oh, from one point I looked at you, you were something like 28th or something. And then he's ended up coming back up and finishing, I believe, 
13th or 12th, which is a huge effort effort in Mm. the snow, in the conditions, and they ended up, um, Subaru ended up, they had a miserable week in Subaru with Peter and and Chris, so they ended up using the rest of the rallies, testing for him and my experience, which was great. Um, Malcolm Wilson, Marcus Gromholm, like, how do you go past that? Like, Marcus has delivered the ultimate package. He's... He's won the second championship round of the year, so he's scored ultimate points for himself. He's done the same thing for Ford. He's given Ford their their 50th WRC win, which uh-huh. is quite amazing. The big 5-0. And Marcus turned 38. Oh, really? On Sunday. Yeah. And I think I sent you I sent you an email with the cake. Yeah, you did. It's yeah, the they, uh, beautiful mm. blue cake that Ford did. And they, I thought it was a bit funny they put a rose on Well, it. you know, it is a bit funny because in every other motorsport series around the world, so the circuit racing, the cake ends up in the face of the driver. But they're very, very, like, mm. nice, no, but well-behaved I, over there, diplomats. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. Personally, I was doing the media. I, I heard, have a cake in the face. I heard a few, <laughs> I had a few text messages when I, was, when I got to Heathrow and then when I was in Bangkok, sort of like waiting you turn the phone on and obviously they were still all partying in Sweden like you know like nearly 15 oh, hours so later the, the cake the, the leftovers from the cake um, could have made but it I got some very interesting like. text messages what people were doing so I don't know what happened with the cake as far as I know it got cut up well I did see it getting cut up and people were eating pieces so anyway how, how is the state of the world rally championship Linda with a couple of manufacturers pulling out this year it looked like it was going to little, be a little bit sparse how's it ended up with Marcus Gromholm moving to the Ford factory team there to an all finish lineup? Yeah, and look, winning the first two races. I think uh, I was the same. I was very sceptical when I heard that the majority of manufacturers were pulling out. And the name ones that have been there for years, I thought the same thing. What's this going to do? And it was very confusing when you read at the beginning of the year who was doing what yeah, and exactly. who was in what team. And, and then there's a there's, privateer team, yeah, blah, blah, and, and a Skoda all, team. And, that's yep. it. It's all very confusing. Um, I think as the year progresses, we get to know the new colours of the cars. We get to know who's in it. We're going to get past all of that. We're going to refer to them as... Marcus in the Ford, okay, that's factory, but we're going to refer as Gigi and Daniel yes. in, in the Mitsubishi. In we're the, not going yeah. to say it's not a factory. We're just going to get used to it. We're going to yeah. get used to the Skodas. You know, the amount of privateers that have come in, and you looked at it, and it's happening now in Australia with the manufacturers pulling out. What's happened is the people are turning around going, no, we're going to get the sponsors, which is how everybody else has done it. Mm. We can do it. We are here. We've got the infrastructure. The manufacturers are still there supplying all the bits. Yes. Sebastian, Sebastian Loeb was on top and on, and big in good form all last year, and now he's moved to the best he could probably yeah. go in a privateer uh, 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 operation. Does this mean that that really now shows the difference between a privateer setup and the factory setup? Or is it really a case of, you know, you, you don't read too much into it that the first two races, uh, one being a, a tarmac only event, yeah. one being a snow only yeah. event, that the, really the season hasn't really kicked in? Next round, Mexico. That's when we're going to start seeing High really altitude going on. sickness. High altitude, besides that, we got, we're on gravel. We're going mm. back to what we Is that the Corona Ma- Corona Rally of Mexico? The Corona Margarita Tequila Rally. <laughs> <laughs> Linda's already yeah, sussing well, out. I'm trying to actually... I don't think we'll get to that one. We've got well, to look at too much on. I've, I don't think that would be a good place to do a show from, would it? Well, you sent me there. You're supposedly meant to be sending me there, and I just mm. thought, this, mm. I don't know if this is going to be a good show with me on tequilas and margaritas. International Paulie went there a couple of years ago. Yes, and I don't he did. Know, what, did he go there? He must have gone there for a Michelin project. Uh, or did he go for anyway, the panels when they were going to be running an American Well, I can't remember. He there. was working the rally, the WRC was, round there. He did do the WRC round, yes. Cause so, um, International, um, hope your mum's okay. And uh, hi, Jen. Uh, give us a call in from Barry St. Edmunds. 
the lovely place where they chop your head off and then go, that was a mistake. Just we're going to name the town up. Just before we move on, because we're going to get off Sweden, because we've done enough Sweden. And just a quick thing about Chris Atkinson, because being Australian, Chris is actually now going to do the Irish Tarmac Rally, oh, uh, Rally cool. of Ireland, um, just for experience, yep. which is great. There's and I've actually seen footage of that rally, and it's a really line. tight yeah, one. And it'll yeah. be great for him, because... Um, Tarmac is very, very different to drive on than gravel in a rally mm. car. Even, doesn't matter if you're in the same car and they've changed it to gra- tarmac specs, it's a different style of driving. And for a lot of drivers who've done gravel most of their life, which Chris grew up on gravel and that's it, um, it's very, very difficult to change driving style. Very mm. difficult. And it's hard. And the more events they put him in tarmac, the more he's going to be refined. Um, and you know, Glenn's got to help him with that as well. Yeah. And from the t- you know from that point of view, I reckon they'll do it. But he is going to need another year. I honestly believe um, he's got to score just points. That he's going to do well. on all sorts of surfaces. He's going to be a lot, a lot more. I believe Chris is going to be a lot more on the top five this year. Mm. Um, he's seen you've seen that with his stage times. He actually did a couple of good times in Sweden for snow. Um, you know, and really pushing the point. He did well. So look, Chris, if you're listening, mate, good luck. My heart's with you, thinking of you. And he's got some and excellent. Uh, he's got excellent uh, PR behind <coughs> him with the guys from uh, Bam Media. Mm. Yes. Brett mm. uh, Crusher Murray mm. is, uh, oh, is very very good at that, and uh, Lee Hannah Shack's over like there him. looking after him. The girls the like him. The girls like him. Yeah, I saw them all lining up. But Chris, being Chris, very <laughs> diplomatic, very sweet, smiles, answers their questions where he could, and that was it. Um, and the last thing that I'd like to say is. Jagdala Intesvenska. Yep, which roughly translated means... I don't understand a word of Swedish. Well, that sounds fair. <laughs> That's about the only saying that I got down bad over there. Because <laughs> I couldn't say... And thank you, Petter Solberg, for teaching me how to say thank you properly. It's not tack, T-A-C-K, how it's spelt. It's tuck. Well, what it really translates to is, is when Johnny gets another singer out and of Peter the region, he can get off that dirt of a... and, and snow and get back to, to the real world of what uh, people are really coming to listen so, to. There we go, Sweden. A great event to spectate. And my trick, my um, tip to anyone that does go in the future is the get the rally bus. Don't try to drive on snow and ice roads when you don't drive on them normally. And take the outputs. Yeah, well, I ended up getting a pair of... Oh, yeah, shoes. Linda and Oh, yeah, shoes. my shoes. Yeah. Linda, yeah, yeah. In Heathrow, because I knew it was freezing cold, I bought a pair of Chanel moon boots. Moon boots. Can you there believe they those? Have a go at them. Can you believe this? You remember years ago, yeah, moon boots came nice out. And, not those. And we're pretty sort of... We're pretty sort of like, you know, moon boots, oh yeah, and you go to yeah. snow and everyone's got the moon boots. Well, nowadays, the designers have brought out moon boots, and so I've got a black pair with a big white Chanel logo on it. But you can also get gum boots, designer gum boots. And I'm serious, you can go to the Army Disposal store and you buy your $5 pair of gum boots, or what do they call them? Um, galoshes. That's the pommy term, isn't it? Galoshes? Wellies. Oh, welly, Wellington. Wellington boots. Yeah, whatever. Your wellies. Where you are in the world, you know what I'm talking about. Well, nowadays we have Louis Vuitton, Gucci, um, Chanel, um, Ralph Lauren do every colour under the sun and they've got these amazing gumboots, but they cost a fortune and I just laughed. I didn't go that far. They're not for me. So anyway, let's get off my shoes. Let's get off your shoes. shoes. You're always on about my shoes, no more about my shoes. (laughs) And let's move on to what's really important. And that's... V8 Utes. V8 Utes, which have just come back from the International in Manfield Park, New Zealand. 
we had a mind-blowing event. It was um, bigger than I would have expected to be. Should have been there, Linda, but Great I know success. you were doing... Uh, you uh, should doing, have been in Sweden. You were doing some stuff And JP, you were just nowhere as usual because you're not around. That's right, I'm always hiding. No, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a very, very big event and uh, a huge success. Uh, well over 20,000 people there over the over the weekend, so much so that they actually That's had half to... half the had... population of the North Island, really. Not including sheep, and they had to, uh, and they had to close the gates because simply uh, they couldn't put any fit any more people into the place. Oh. Merchandise was sold out, um, and it was just it was really really good. Uh, Manfield Park looked wonderful. It's a really great track, and um, there are some uh, audio uh, interviews going up tomorrow on the V8 Ute site. We've been a little bit slow getting them up, just because it's just we. Sorry, getting, I've been sending him nasty emails about that. Hey, at least, getting, at least your iPod works. Getting back from there. But it, uh, for those of you who are not up to speed, the event was won by Charlie Kovacs and Simon Wills. Uh, it's an Australian and a New Zealand driver teaming up together, but both drivers live here in, uh, in oh, South, South, Australia. South Australia, and uh, we'll have them on the show next week. Of course, your JP is going to be on holiday, so uh, the duties will fall to myself yeah. to do that and the rusty sausage. Oh, and, so you but, weren't uh, able to reschedule them. Okay. No, oh, no, no, well, I know. I just said that. I said you were going away, and they went, "Oh, cool, we'll come over." <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks, oh, that's fine because that's I'm having a break. Like. The Charlie's, uh, Charlie's, um, you know, not uh, not backwards at coming forward and keeping the um, keeping the show going, and he's going to bring his three lovely daughters over as well. well you leave them alone. I will. Um, they're just coming out for a photography lesson. Oh, yeah. what type of photography? Like Let's not go there. Okay. So the event was 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 a great success. It was a four race format: uh, uh, one New Zealand, one uh, one Australian on the Saturday, um, and then another pair on the Sunday, followed by the the twenty four lap final, which required a pit stop and driver change. change. Yeah. The pit window was open on lap 10 and it closed on lap 14, so it did yeah. actually oh. cause quite a, a condensed, quite a condensed... Traffic jam. No, it was a long pit lane. They had actually built some um, some uh, brilliant pits there. Uh, uh, ben Vanderkolt, who is uh, um, uh, the trustee of Manfield Park, had spent Look, they've spared no expense in getting this this up and running, and really is it's just a world class circuit there. I don't know why they don't run V8 supercars down there because, you know, within a short, you know, like uh, Wellington's only a couple of hours away by road, but it's also a very quick run up from uh, uh, in a helicopter, and there's also you know a significant uh, uh, accommodation facility there in Palmerston North. They've got an Yeah. Oh, well, well army. I flew in on Air New Zealand like a, a A320 yeah. Airbus. Like I might have been, I don't think I've ever been in a in a plane that's actually had the reverse thrust quite so much. And then someone goes, "Oh, we nearly ran off the runway." Oh, it's not as good as remember the last flight we were on together when they gave us the um, the emergency announcement. So oh yes, off. it was the emergency announcement, but we were on the we ground. We were on the ground, <laughs> waiting to get out, and literally the recorded voices come over going, "This is not a, oh, this is an emergency announcement, ladies and gentlemen." We need to drop oxygen, and it was just fully. And I'm sitting there going, "No, uh -oh. man, we're on the ground. We don't need this." But yeah, it doesn't. No, matter. it was uh, it was it was a brilliant <laughs> event, and uh, it was a, it was a, it was a real shame for um, uh, Gary Baxter and uh, Jason Richards, who had teamed up in the super cheap car. Um, they should have really won it. They they were out the front. They they pitted early. 
you know, in the, as soon as the window had opened, probably lap 10 or 11, and they were caught out with a blown um, uh, left left rear uh, tyre, which forced them to pit, and really, you know, there's just no time for recovery in, in that. So uh, Charlie and Simon ended up coming through for a victory, and I, I really think that, that that's a good result. Um, sorry about the other two guys, but... Um, Charlie, has, he needed a bit of a win and, and he had yes, a shocker true. last year yep. and uh, poor old Simon Wills, you know, really hasn't sort of done a lot in the public eye since winning the Queensland uh, 400 or 500 or whatever they had up there um, a few years back and it's been a bit in the limelight and I definitely think it's been a bit of a victim of the press for one reason or another and I suppose there's always someone that you're going to give a payout on um, so that would be very healthy for him. He, he didn't put a foot wrong all weekend. And okay, it's not supercars, but like at the end of the day, you know, you, you do have to win races and you've got to be out there. And, and you know, so I'm, I'm pleased for them both. They will, uh, and they did, uh, they were just totally supercharged in their, and, and personal, in their spirit. They just loved, like, the what was going on there. It was New Zealand. They were New Zealanders. Um, and it just it gave great. them a lot of confidence. I was really pleased, and, and the crowds just love that. If that's I said fabulous. I'm really pleased enough times, well, good luck, I guys. think you have. That's great. But no, that's excellent. Excellent result. Excellent weekend. So, yeah, as a, so what else happened? So, well, as a fall, as a fallout from that, it, we're already now looking at there's going to be a 2007 event. So, and most of the Utes were actually sold viewers over there. Well, uh, the three Coopers Utes that I'm uh, more closely involved with. Which ran uh, ran a Sangyong, uh, predominantly Sangyong um, sponsor sponsor signage on uh, Ian McAllister's Ute and young James Harrigan, who we did a a previous episode with, on episode uh, 16, um, ran Sangyong colours, whereas Jack Ellsgood has had the Coopers has had the Coopers um, signage on the back of the Ute. But, you know, Glenn, we said in the last episode, Glenn just can't make enough beer anyway like well, to be able to supply Australia, so why would you be doing a branding exercise in New Zealand? But nonetheless, after the results of the weekend, that's, that's, that, that's really good. Um, so the Utes have been sold over there predominantly, and it looks like there's an agreement in place, and uh, the, the current management team of the Australian V8 Ute Racing Series is and they're also um, uh, shareholders in the Manfield Park and the New Zealand entity, so I can see there's going to be a Trans-Tasman ta- mm. Challenge the transmission will continue, and it's good, good. to see that the New Zealanders won rather yeah. than the Australians. They sort of, you know, they come over and they yeah. go, oh, you know, they know they drive it all the time, and you know, so that's good, you know, like it so a New Zealander won, you know, like and 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 uh, and and the teams championship sort of won, so they really feel, oh, well, we shoved it up those Aussies, and you know, yeah, it's, our, it's our first yeah. our first yeah. time. Yeah. So it um, looks like we're, we're talking about we might be getting them back for to, to do a co-drive arrangement later in the year. Oh, but, that'd uh, be excellent. But uh, just yesterday it was announced that uh, the equivalent of the Goodwood Speed Festival will come to mm. Australia and yes. will be held at Bathurst over the Bathurst Easter, lo- Easter long weekend. Mm. Um, the Utes are not actually there for a race series as such. Uh, the Aussie racing cars are there and the Australian GT Championship will be there as well which will see probably the introduction of the new Ferrari 430 Challenge cars which uh, John Chulin I noticed has bought one Mm. Um, what we will see there will be um, a proposed Legends race where a a number of top and uh, well known Previous Bathurst champions and and touring and, 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 and high end operators yep. will get in the Utes and do a, a, a you know half a dozen laps or something like that as a sprint. Then the Aussies will get in and, and do it, the, the the car owners, and then there'll be a little driver swap like a mini New Zealand race. 
and I think that's going to increase the awareness uh, awareness of the of the category in in a big way. Mm. Mm. So I think TV coverage will be good for that. Mm. Oh, I so. think it, I think it's going to be really good. Um, it's uh, just going from from strength to strength. So, all in all, viewers, the V8 Utes have just uh, gone uh, absolutely uh, perfectly, and for all those teams that didn't go. You guys should have gone. Mm. You got a soldier you car. The, mm. the the new just a little update on the new on the new uh, five point four liter BA. Yes, on the last show. Um, I just uh, learnt and uh, chatting to Les Small that they are now being built with airjack systems in the car, so they are going to look quite trick when they're doing pit stops and coming in. If we start yet doing driver changes and 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 tire change rules, you know, seeing them come in like supercars and and another another fifty yes, another fifty horsepower at the rear wheel, bringing up to somewhere in the order of three. 135 horsepower at the rear wheel. They're going to be uh, be quite um, quite strong Fords. Now I know viewers, those Holden fans are going to be saying are there going to be parity changes about how we're going to make the the current VZ cars without an engine change. I don't know the answer to that, but rest assured, it will, there will be a parity formula uh, arranged there. Mm. Now what about the um on last week's show, I think somebody, I can't remember whether it was you or whether it was Macca, was talking about the fact that if you do another New Zealand round next year as an international event, you've got to get some sort of FIA approval because it is international. Is that going to... Look, I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs of it, mate. It's all just, you know, I just got back this morning. <laughs> yeah, get that all off out your mouth. Uh, the news like will just come through and sort of I think everyone's just getting their feet on the ground finding out what's going on watching the press there's been some good press in, in auto fiction today and um, you know very good coverage over there in New Zealand you know, Chris Pither the local uh, the local yes. uh, the local cut. but the Australian driver um, well we might talk about him in a minute because uh, we think we've got a um, could be somebody ringing in we've got an incoming call all we have to do is find the phone and we'll be able to receive the call. <laughs> <laughs> Linda's been running around. Hello. Yeah, we've got to viewers. Jeez, I'm sorry. Uh, but this is just one of these unplanned shows, as you all, that's what you love. Um, you know we don't edit. Um, yeah, just a little bit of news. Uh, and we'll come back to the Utes, but um, Cody Crocker's teammate, Dale Moskett, who we've had on the show earlier uh, in the year, has um, decided to uh, disappear from the Australian Championship Series with the way that uh, the, um, the, the, well, the championship was sort of disappearing altogether. Um, and Subaru had decided that they didn't really want to enter into the, into the Championship Series. Uh, Dale's decided to move over to tackle China. the local Chinese Series with the current champion, champion Zhu Lang. Yes, he has, hasn't he? What a coup for Australia. He has. Do you know where he is? Guess where he is. Don't tell me he's on the phone. He's on the phone, fire. but guess where he is? He's in China. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Dale, how are you going? Not too bad, guys. How are you all? <laughs> Hello, mate. Good, thanks, Dale. I'm glad you're paying the bill. <laughs> so, Dale, you're over in China. The rounds. When does the actual season start for the Chinese Rally Championship? Uh, the season doesn't kick off until the, the middle weekend in March, which um, for any rally people is the weekend after Rally of Canberra. Yeah. So um, basically, the we're over here at the moment, sort of training and testing and sort of making sure that, that both myself and and Zhulang, who's the new driver, uh, and all the team are ready to go when it sort of hit the ground running in, in 
Shanghai. What sort of equipment are you, are you using, mate? I'll jump ship, actually, John. I'm going to an Evo 8 Lancer. Oh, good oh. boy. I'm thrilled about that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real, relatively new car. Um, you see Valamaki used it to win the last round of the Asia Pacific Championship last year uh, for this team. And um, basically, it's been handed over to us now. So uh, quite looking forward to that. Had a look in the car, jumped in and, and pulled the footrest out and all those things that, that small people use. With all those people in China, how do you get a bit of clear area to actually do some testing? Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. That, um, it's certainly different to the rules and regulations that we use back at home. Um, in Australia, everything's quite strict over here. You sort of just find a piece of road. Uh, at the moment, we're actually using part of one of the stages from the uh, Kunming Rally, which is one of the rounds of their championship. Uh, we're at Kunming now, which is sort of southwestern China, which where the team's based, uh, and we'll spend about two weeks here testing, training. Basically, it's, um, we get up in the morning, we've got English English for Zulang and Chinese lessons for me for about two hours. Uh, then we head out and go training and pace noting, and, and he's never used English notes before, so it's, it's a matter of teaching and training him in all that sort of thing. So we do that and basically go to the gym in the afternoons and to bed, basically, that's about it. <laughs> which, which part of China are you actually based now? Uh, Kunming's down in the southwest. Basically, it's in the southwestern corner uh, of China. So we'll be here for two weeks doing that, and then we duck up to Shanghai, which is near where Zilung lives, um, and basically just hang out for another week or so. It's all about getting used to each other and, and him getting used to listening to English all the time. His English has got a lot better, but it's still fairly basic, and my Chinese isn't all that crash hot. So as long as we can get the car stuff down pat, you know, hopefully the rest of it will come during the year. And the support crew that you have there, are there some Australians or are they all locals? No, they're pretty much all locals. Um, we've got a guy in the team who sort of looks after all the financial side and uh, he speaks quite good English. Uh, there's a translator in the team who speaks very good English. Uh, he gives you a g'day mate when you walk in the door and all that sort of thing. <laughs> so it's not too bad. It's Sort of getting the getting the message to the mechanics without it becoming a Chinese whisper and getting altered along the way, I guess, is the biggest thing. Do you have to carry like uh, your own fuel around, or is it just simply that you can actually, you know, fill up? I suppose most of us would sort of think that that China's a little bit backwards, but I mean, it's developing very, oh. very, very fast, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, look, the, the rules and regulations over here are identical to any of the international rally regulations, so can only refuel in designated refueling areas and everything is, is pretty much as professional as it is in any international or world series at the moment so they've come ahead leaps and bounds in probably the last two or three years over here but at the moment it's certainly a very professional sport so dale you're not the only one australian over there now as a co-driver i um actually was um giving anthony mclaughlin a ride the other day back from mount buller and he's actually scored himself a really good job over there he's going to be competing against you yeah, absolutely. Um, Zulang's the, the national champ from last year who I'll be joining and the guy that, that was taking it to him every round and certainly not far behind was um, a young guy called Dong Dong and he's only 21 years old and he, he's very quick already so he's got a big future there and, and you know, it's a great opportunity for Anthony and he's doing really well. Um, Dong speaks quite good English because he was educated in New Zealand so those two are, form a very strong team 
Exactly, yeah. Well, that's what Anthony was saying, the same thing. He was actually looking forward to it, knowing that you were going to be there. So you've got a little bit of the Australian thing happening. Are there any other Australian co-drivers jumping over for the um, Chinese rounds? No, there's a lot of people talking about it. There's a lot of interest in it. Um, unfortunately, our, you know, our competition back in Australia has taken a little bit of a dive, or it's expected it may with Subaru disappearing. Uh, and it's obviously the opposite up here. I mean, it's going from strength to strength up here. Um, obviously, one of the reasons that I decided it'd be a great time for me to get involved in it uh, full-time. Um, unfortunately, Simon Evans isn't allowed to compete up here anymore. Toyota have said that uh, they're not happy about him coming up here competing with a rival brand, I guess. So it's unfortunate that he and Sue won't be coming up here. But, um, this, you know, hopefully having Anthony and I up here might might sort of show them that having English-speaking co-drivers and you know professional co-drivers is, is the way to go to help the sport progress. So hopefully we can get some more up here. I think uh, most Australians who are interested in motorsport would only have any connection with, in China with the uh, previous and first inaugural round of the Supercar uh, Championship which was held over there and now that's thrown into doubt a little bit. It's a bit, it's a bit hard to know what's going on and behind there. Um, and everybody's getting, you know, their, their story from, you know, the, the, the two pieces of print or the one television station. Wait, I, um, maybe you can tell us just about what you personally feel the level of enthusiasm is, is from the Chinese about internationals coming over there to compete. sort of um, media guidance are you being given in China to deal with a national series on the basis that I like Australian media really our, our methodology may not work there
Just recently there's been some um, discussion in the press uh, about freedom of communication for the Chinese. They have uh, sort of been opening themselves to the Western world, but with the arrival of the internet, they um, find that maybe that's just a little bit too fast for them. Um, and ironically have um, now enlisted Google, the world's number one search engine, which can find anything, to come in and sort of help mm, condition maybe some of the search criteria, which may you know, maybe filter out a little sensor or a touch, which sort of seems to go against really what Google's about in the first place, and also the freedom of speech of the Chinese. Have you found any of that with the, any co any coaching from the local media that you would um, would, would comment on? No, no, I haven't. In fact, um, when I sort of got on the net to try and get some more information about the series over here, I struggled to find anything, especially a translatable page uh, of anything to do with, with um, Chinese rallying. So motorsport, it might be a little bit different, but the, the biggest motorsport website in China isn't translatable or there's no translation search for it on Google, which is where I look. So, you know, I, I don't really know. No one said anything to me as to what we can and can't say, that's for sure. What? But, um, yeah, I, look, the internet is absolutely everywhere. Like you get, I'm in a hotel room at the moment and there's a network cable there um, and it's certainly available to use the internet everywhere and that's, you know, as far as technology goes, they're not backwards in that area. So, so getting access to the internet freely to the Western world is quite okay. Yeah, I would think so. Yep. Maybe you can just do a little bit of a research for us and just see what your experiences are with that, um, and just you know, just like to know how uh, how pervasive that the, the the internet connection is over there because there's a lot of people there, and um, I think uh, I heard that it was actually still quite censored. Uh, yes, very yeah, much so. And, and in fact, in, in neighbouring countries like uh, Korea, mm. even in South Korea, it is effectively an intranet, which is run just within the country itself. But, you know, remember, we are getting information from, from, from their own US and Australian censored sources, so I don't want to be putting the mockers on the, on the, on the Chinese because I, I very much like their food. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you having? what have you been eating over there, mate? Uh, it's quite good actually. Uh, last year, the team I was with over here last year um, ate pretty basic food. Chow fang is fried rice, and that's pretty much what we ate the whole time. Chow fan um, and buck fan. Yeah, chow fang, fried rice. Coming <laughs> out your ears by the end of the week over here, but uh, it's been quite good. Actually, ate at a, at a really nice restaurant which had a lot of seafood for lunch today. But you know, the biggest problem for me is everything's got a bit of spice to it, so I don't mind a little bit. But Alive, it's fresh. Yeah, that's mm. it. I mean, it's certainly all fresh. What's the chance of a lazy T bone, though? No, 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 no chance. <laughs> 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 you you wouldn't you survive, would you, John? Mm. Mate, uh, we're having a, uh, a singer at the moment. I, I'd imagine you and, and Linda's having a bud. I'd ima imagine it's uh, ten past seven here. Where are you? Like uh, ten past five or something? Ten past four. Yeah, ten past four. We're three hours behind. 
Oh, it's 15 yeah. minutes and then you can have a sing tower. Well, the team I'm, I'm with is a whole heap team, which is a Chinese cigarette company. Mm-hmm. They're, um, they're celebrating their 15th year. Um, they're having a bit of a party this afternoon. I'm probably about half an hour late now for my first pitcher, which is their beer. Ooh. Uh, I found a 10% beer in Sweden last week, buddy. Lucky you. Yeah, our bro. 10%, mate. I'll tell you all about it when you get back, because I just did Sweden. I'll tell you about this beer, but I reckon I'll forget after a couple. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you staying over there, like, or, or are you going to be coming back and forwards all the time? No, I'll be coming backwards and forwards. Uh, from what we've discussed at the moment, uh, um, I'll be here for three weeks this time around, um, get all the training and testing out of the way. Basically, two weeks for each round, and then six rounds. So, this sort of quick maths on that is about 140, 150 days. And then we're going to do three rounds of the Thailand National Championship and uh, Malaysia as well as that. So, it's probably be up around 180 sort of days away, but I'll certainly be trying to base myself from home. I want to do Targa, and um, I'm doing an off road event at Easter, the Condo 750. So, hopefully, I'll get to spend some time at home. So you're actually changing uh, citizenship and applying for Chinese residency? Uh, I have to do to actually score points in the championship over here. But Is that I was right? joking about that one. Get <coughs> out. Oh, right. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, I can't score points in the championship without being a resident, but I'm not, I'm not talking about that really. Uh, it's a development thing for Zulang, and um, you know, hopefully it'll be a good thing for my career. That's I'll really interesting. That's amazing because I've never, I didn't actually un- know that, and I, I think that must be one of the only places in the world that it happens in a, a f- like because it is still under a FAFC a running, isn't it? Yeah, the FASC, which is basically the governing body, like Kansas in Australia, uh, runs all the rallies, uh, and it is like all your road books, everything comes with FIA labels on it. It has been sanctioned as an international series by the FIA, but their championship point structure says that an international driver or co-driver can't score points here. So although we can come and, and win the rallies and, and they give us the, the trophies and all that sort of thing, the national championship is still a very strong part of the series, obviously. Um, and there's a lot of media to do with just the national side of it. Mm. Obviously, like Zulang was on the outright podium at every event last year, but won the series for the national round, like even though points-wise... Cody won three or two of the rounds. Um, Zulang finishes on top because that's how it works. It's only national drivers can score points for their series. So I guess it's a way of protecting it against... Yeah, and I suppose media-wise as well, if the, the local guy was running third the whole year or fourth or something like that, it sort of takes away from the series. So I don't think it's a bad idea, actually. No, I think you're right on that one. Keep it in the country. Says Linda yeah. with a Dolmadis in her mouth. Yeah, I've gone. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, Dale, I uh, I look forward to sort of conning Linda and the two of us coming over there with their laptop and (laughs) and having a bit of a a gougie and a chat to you as as the year goes on. Sorry about the phone. Is the phone going off here, Nick? Mate, no no worries about that. It's all good here. Well, mate, thanks for taking the time. And, uh, mate, we'll we'll catch up with you shortly. And on on the final note, I just want to let you know that um, I actually was... I beat Linda... At, uh, at Mount Buller Sprint up until the very last stage. Yeah. Oh. Where she managed to beat by one position in the field. Don't forget, we did crash. He that didn't. Last stage then. 
Yeah, but like you know, Linda, your problem is crashing. We didn't crash. No, that's right. I'm and, over and in that's the thing about Kamara. it. I crashed. I got a ten and a half minute penalty when you look at it because they give you an average time. So I still beat you hands down. Yeah, yeah you beat me by one position. At the end of the day, you've got to be there at the end. It's that's all true. in the statistics. That's you know true. that. It's like you can come up with excuses. Yeah. Oh well. There you go. Anyway, thanks, buddy. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot, Dale. Thanks, Dale. Take Bye care, now. honey. Bye. Bye. See ya. Yeah, well, that's interesting to find out what's going on in China. Certainly mm. is. It's going to get in. You'd be wanting to get in to the iTunes China. <laughs> We're getting into iTunes China. China. Sorry, Gliers, we just had a little break there for a sec, but um, we did. What are you? What's been going on in Adelaide since we've been away, mate? Bugger all, my son. Except the Clipsal's getting already. Um, yeah, the Clipsal. Second are... overpass went up today on. Um, uh, the main straight there, as you go down to the chute onto Decatterville Terrace. Uh, I think Six weeks to Clipsal? Yep, not long at all. Uh, it should be worth the noting, noting viewers that uh, really Clipsal don't specifically promote it, but uh, the week, the Sunday before is the Norwood uh, Festival, uh, where the street is pretty much like at the end of the, the, the straight, um, the Brabham Strait, where we live. Yep. Um, and the street's closed off, and cars are here, and there's, man, it, I couldn't believe how many good-looking women were here last year. The yeah, it's pretty awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Yeah, it was. And there's all sorts of motorsport events now which sort of go in the whole way yep. along. You could almost call it Motorsport Week, but... If, you, if, if, you, if you've got a week off and you're coming over for the entire weekend, the weekend of Clipsal, make sure you try to get to either Adelaide on the Saturday and so that you can hit this thing in Norwood on the Sunday... There's stuff going on all over the place. I was out down at Kadena last week, and um, they're doing the same deal they did last year, which is um, basically you can uh, if you if you're coming down from Port Augusta or you're coming across from Perth for the Clipsal and you're driving, um, and you're going to get here a week early, get yourself into Kadena, uh, which is on the York Peninsula. You can just turn off at Port Wakefield there. And the Triple Eight team's going to be uh, in Kadena for the whole weekend. I understand, big, uh, big show there. Um, all the drivers. Speaking of Triple Eight, spoke to Al Simonson this morning, who's back in the country, We're doing a, uh, doing a test in a couple of weeks' time up there. And I think, as we mentioned the other day, was it's a that's a good opportunity for him if he's in the door with Triple Eight um, for the uh, Bathurst and Sandown Enduros. That means that uh, with the new uh, non, uh, you can't the, the driver pairing rule yes. in place for next year does a good job. He's got a fifty percent chance of being uh, uh, paired up with Craig Lowndes for the Bathurst race, which really is like the ticket to a future. Mm. And just looking at what's going on with supercars is uh, good old Larry's broken cover with number seven, old number seven, mm. uh, and that's uh, that's really good. And it's great to see that's the first time we've seen an alcohol brand getting involved with uh, with supercars. And with, you know, cigarette uh, sponsorship is out the door anyway, but that's yep. great. It's Let's good to go sort of see... It's it's a it, you know up to now it's pretty much been sort of automotive only sponsorship and so we've well you've had forward. a few banks and things like that of course so, I think people you know, are just finally realising and your Red Bull yeah but, but I think they're finally realising their marketing tool oh absolutely and it's not just restricted to motorsport as in or you know automotive yep. there's yep. such well you I know, mean. Anything. Supercars are 10 years old and early True. March when the launch comes on and I think it's starting to mature. There have been a lot of people, I think in, in traditionally in, in the area of motor, professional motorsports that come along and they do, they don't work for a long-term future. They, they, they burn clients and they burn sponsors and they take the money and they're not very responsible about 
trying to manage a long-term brand and and Larry has got to be right up there Absolutely. with that having had the Castrol sponsorship on for, for well over a decade yeah, um, so I think that they would be very comfortable with that uh, with, with that brand coming on board well I think I think a lot of that too is that because things have got so clever these days in terms of the marketing people from big companies that have got sponsorship dollars to to spend uh, you know they're looking at their potential market and you know i mean you can say what you like about v8 yahoos um there are a lot of guys who are blue collar workers who love their jacks mm. and they go motor racing Excellent. and uh, hey Don't let's keep, keep promoting the brand and uh, you know that's what it's all about that's right Last week uh, I had uh, Aaron Slight, uh, world uh, superbike champ, or rather second in the world superbike mm. uh, series in 1998. What a legend, and, a, and a, just a generally nice bloke. I, I, um, I was travelling back in the car with him um, one afternoon from the track uh, in, his, um, in his M3 coupe. And we were surprised how many people we knew just back from the early days. It was a real laugh. He's looking, okay, do you know that person? I went, yeah, yeah. But I suppose, you know, when you, when you drill down from the high level of motorsport, you do, you do end up finding all these roots all these that are all fairly... That you know. Fairly similar, and um, for those viewers who did listen to episode 16, you'll know that he's, oh, I suppose, wouldn't say he's not a lover of Max Biaggi, but uh, he should should go go off in in, in, in style. And uh, Valentino Rossi tested a a Ferrari F1 uh, this week at, Mm -hmm. uh, where was it, was it Jerez or Valencia? No, it was in um, Italy. At Foriana, um, okay, and um, yep. and 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 Max, I think it, it, it is it is a quote. Well, I'm just read this is going to be a quote of the week. Oh, well, I mean, week. it's not my quote, but it's out of the auto fiction to say uh, I could explain him to him how to not spin a Formula One car. Oh, 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 yeah. oh Max, don't have a go at you, yeah. Max, but like, <clears throat> yeah, see look what he's done, and of course. You've never fallen off the bike, Max, either. No. no he's never fallen mm. off the bike. Speaking of falling off the bike, uh, Ross Booth, who uh, was the uh, Ford Motorsport boss, uh, has disappeared off to Nissan to run sales or something like that. Totally. Uh, I, um, look, totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not, Maybe a fan. I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of Ross Booth, but uh, that's all right. You know, you can't be a fan of everybody, so I think that that's good, and Ford is looking internally and externally. I'm glad they're looking externally for someone to take on the role of uh, Australian motorsport boss. And, uh, and so what's he doing with Nissan? Well, just, I don't know. Well, I haven't got the call yet. <laughs> he's just doing, he's, he's just literally looking after the, you know, marketing side of, of, um, of Nissan. Nissan. Ross not, Booth. Not, it's not motorsport. No, no motorsport okay. relation whatsoever, which well, is why it's a bit of a, you know. When he came and introduced himself, he'd previously the Falcon, Falcon brand manager. I don't want to burn any bridges because, you know, Ross may be listening to this show and Ross, I wish you all the best in your role, new role at Nissan. But coming to Eastern Creek and getting the Ute braces there and around the Blue Oval Room and saying, hey, I get 120 emails a day and 200 phone calls. I don't return messages and I don't have any money before you ask me. I'll go, well, what are you doing trying to sell your branding to the motorsport fraternity? So you really, uh, you, you came across uh, very poorly. In fact, I was sitting next to Jack Ellsgood and he said to me, she's like a couple of beers I would have hit him. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Yep, moving right along. All right. Moving right along. Moving yeah. right along. Quick. Oh, speaking, uh, no, speaking of Jack, uh, just uh, Jack's... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah just, Jack. uh, Where's, where is Jack? Well, Jack's in Melbourne. I had dinner with him the other night and uh, James Moffat, not uh, Alan Moffat's son, but James Moffat from uh, who's ne- Jack's new Spanner man who's in his final year of the TAFE motorsport development course out of Albury, Wodonga, which is a great, uh, mm-hmm. a great oh, thing for, for those youngsters who are interested in getting into, into motorsport at a professional level and getting a, 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 life, of, a life out of it. 
contact it's the not tape easy editor. to get into because it's no, so it is popular, not. But James was. I asked him over dinner. I said, of all the people, of all the students that you are working with, how many of them actually are placed into you know effectively professional teams? And he said, look, the the majority of them are there. Mm. So he has been with the Coopers team uh, with with McAllister and and, and Jack and and uh, uh, Alan Simonson last year. Now he will be just spannering Jack Ellsgood specifically as Jack uh, continues with the Coopers uh, branding. But uh, for those viewers who are interested in the finer details, we'll be actually electing to have the mechanical engineering of his car done somewhere else. Um, he's in Melbourne this today, and uh, he's put a, a couple of girls that he knows very well have uh, been uh, hired for, for PR duties and have managed to get him into uh, testing one of the new Porsche Caymans. Which is mm. which is great, but it's going into. I don't know exactly what the magazine was called, but it's something like um, a Men's Health magazine. Oh yeah, and, and, and Jack. So it's not being the ugliest bloke that he is. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you yeah. won't be suitable. It won't be unsuitable for that magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi, mate. Oh yeah, mate. <laughs> Hope the car was good. And as I uh, said to you on Saturday, Sunday night, yeah, they were they sort of debuted to the public at the Porsche Mount Buller Sprint a couple of weeks ago, and we saw them running around the around the streets of Mansfield and on that note I should also say thank you to Porsche Australia for the uh, I was just going to yeah, say yeah they're very kind with the uh, the loan of the, the, the Boxster S and the uh, Carrera 4S how would you be viewers here I am sitting in the office in Adelaide and the phone rings <laughs> and it's bloody hearty oh I'm in a Boxster S with the roof down just cruising yeah. through and Melbourne it's starting to rain thanks for coming oh, I'm going to have to pull over and pull, put the roof up now because it's starting to rain oh did you get that phone call too yeah, well, yeah. Was then, I mean, well. tomorrow I'm picking the Carrera up in yeah. the morning well, yeah. it was starting to rain that's why I had to go and get the car with the roof on and then oh, I went over no. to see my heir at uh, Audi Melbourne who said look why don't you take my Lamborghini Gallardo for the night I said mate I'd love to but I've got to fly it early in the morning oh next time can oh, take it out. God, he's making you <laughs> sick did you realise that yeah. he rang everybody in his phone yeah yeah because like you got to change to the me, yeah. changed to the five hundred dollar plan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway one thing I will say yeah, thank you to John is that I got presented with a nice little gift this afternoon, and it does mean a lot to me. John has given me a little black book. <laughs> There's nothing in it. No, because I've got to fill it. But this little yeah. black book isn't any little black book. This is a rare Team McLaren Mercedes address book. Linda, I hate to tell you this, but he gave me one too. There are only two people well. who got one. Was and you? I'm very you've thankful just, as well. You've just shattered me. It's it's laying no, on the, I am. I'm, I'm it's laying on well, the counter at home and I do need a new and address book no. and it's fantastic and everybody looks at it who's seen it has gone yeah. where did you get that from? Well that's the thing is that's, like, thank you yeah, Johnny so I'll, well what I'll it's, do is then I'm going to give you another one each one that you can actually have for yourself to use another one you have lying around well this one here I mean it's a little it is seriously a little black book and it is the McLaren it's got the McLaren on the front and it's got, and it's got full colour in it and it's really? got full colour in the front page it's going through the teams we have David Coulthard and Kimi Raikkonen and everything else and then you actually do get your normal you do. indexed A to Z which see it's black I'm going to actually use it I've never mm. had a little black book before well I know I feel it I know what I need to rewind to and just talk about going back to the year to New Zealand for a sec is that uh, Chris Pither, who's a very, very nice guy, who's been um, uh, a real uh, outstanding performer, a little shy, but uh, but definitely a good operator in the race car. Um, and must spend a lot of money on his hair. <laughs> he does spend a bit of money on his hair, but uh, he's, he's been doing uh, doing pretty good with the Kangaroo Girls. Has uh, scored himself a drive in the um, in the uh, Conica Development Series. Oh, or the fantastic. Conica, the, um, yeah, the feeder category. 
Yep. Um, uh, the um, uh, the boss of uh, Kangalotus, Alan Porter, has uh, invested in an AU that I think has been fallen down out of the Steve Ellery stable, and oh, yeah. that will be in Kanga Colours, and uh, and uh, young Chris Pither will be in it. In fact, I spent a fair bit of time over the weekend with a very nice guy, Gary McDonald, who was all, was driving the Kanga car uh, last year, yep. and uh, just a top bloke who. Um, who gives his uh, address as next to Rothbury Estate in the Hunter Valley. And thank you very much for that bottle of red, John, because I won the race. <laughs> very good. There you go. So good blokes. There's a lot of a lot of really, uh, really, really lovely guys around there. And I think that, that can be a bit of a... You know, a bit of a difference between the V8 Ute series and, and the supercar series. I, I'm not bagging the supercar series. I think it's great. And uh, Tony, you know, love you and I'm very pleased to be along alongside all that. But the accessibility of those drivers is a little bit somewhat limited on the basis that the commercial sponsorships levels are so high that their media requirements are really extreme. Yes. And, um, you know, we're going to try and ramp our level of, uh, of, of media in, um, involvement up with these drivers, we're going to, you know, get them in the uh, supermarkets and uh, kissing, kissing babies, you know, with mothers, you know, and all that. <laughs> I don't know oh, what you think. I don't think we need to go there. Bit of a Touch bob hawk sort of thing. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Mm. Okay. No, no, don't start. That. I'm not starting anything. Uh, I know when you're, when you're saying kissing mothers and babies. Yeah, well, that's the worry. The old M I L F initials. Right, come, oh. come back to the come back to the house in Adelaide. It's actually nice to be back in Adelaide after having ha- haven't really had my foot on the ground for more than a couple of days in about seven or eight different countries. But he's had his foot on the gas pedal of a couple of Porsches, so don't worry about that. And I'm not bringing Alan Simonson up, but there's something rotten in Denmark. <laughs> oh. I'm even worried about that uh, comment last week about saying that I converted somewhere and had to go to Mecca. Well, I think you should be. <laughs> yeah, too. I'm, I'm, I was so, reading uh, an article just, today about how many um, fatwas. <laughs> no, how many emails uh, all these Danish sites have been getting from uh, you know from irate punters. Mm. Um, so uh, you definitely wouldn't want, but want to be getting involved with that. Yeah, I think we'll just bypass Denmark for a little. I do too. Now, any tech update, mate? Or yeah, what? No, there's not much tech stuff. Tech stuff's all just sort of fairly boring at the moment. But because it's settled down after the, MacWorld and all the conferences. Yeah, it? and we're just waiting on the new stuff to arrive. I did uh, actually look through my motor magazine, which arrived this morning, and I've got to say they did a great report from Detroit, and retro is back. We've got all of these amazing retro cars. Lamborghini Miura concept car, What's which that? goes back to the early days of the Miura. Ferrari mm. 559. Ferrari 599. 599. And the Ooh. Chevy Camaro yeah, with heavy flavouring of the famous 69 model, which the purists reckon is the best. The yes. So won't Mr. Bryant be pleased about that? Yes. Well, I, think I that just thought of him. We were Even the only, the we were the only 69 Camaro there, and I, actually I have seen that photo, and it was definitely a, a crowd pleaser. Um, I can tell you now that uh, that car will be passing back uh, to Mick Pinder, and, and, and Mark will be moving out of the ownership of that car. And uh, we will be um, look, purchasing a South African Ford Capri Piranha. You're oh, Capri! Is that the one with the big blistery guns? Go first. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Pretty man. They were. They're a very lightweight car. So uh, Mark and I have we've got a couple of cars which we've sort of pinned down, and um, we'll be uh, bringing that online for uh, Classic Adelaide later in the year, where um, I will be probably unable to drink as many glasses of red because I'll be co-driving. And we'll just be giving the viewers updates on the viewers updates on the building of the car. 
through the year. Step by step progress. It's like, right. It'll be like this little mechanic. You can do here. do a thing on the website, Johnny. Yeah. About yes, we'll be uh, we'll be coming on board there uh, with the with the piranha with major sponsorship from Synergy Packaging, Rowan Pinder, Mix Brother. Uh, we'll be we'll be on board. It'll we'll have complete uh, Synergy packaging packaging signing signage and uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of radio hot lap. Just a bit of what? radio hot lap. You mean to yeah. say you can you can put it on the car that you haven't even got in the country yet? Yet you couldn't even be bothered giving the me car anything actually, to say. It, the car is in radio hot lap. This is your job. Off you go. Uh, the car is in South Africa, but um, uh, and there is one some in the country, but the spec isn't right. So we yep. uh, bring that back. And it's just I haven't had a hot lap business card for. About five years, you, Do you know. know what, so JP? I wouldn't worry about it. I don't even want Not the business the card. One. Even a, I needed a frigging letter. I needed something to prove it. I had nothing. You send me all these places. And look, yes, it should be my fault because I should have organised it, but it was too quick and I didn't... Going to do our best uh, to uh, get some merchandise <laughs> together for the select, uh, select group. Moving but, right along. Uh, between now and, and Clipsal 500 should be a great event. We'll be in the country here for the next four here. weeks and uh, probably be having the, uh, the, the champs on from, from next weekend. Yeah, sounds good to me. Well, that's it from me. Yeah, well, i just got to say, uh, you won't hear from me uh, next week, viewers. I'm off to sunny Queensland for a week. Well-deserved holiday, I reckon. Um, so, Linda, if you can't find me, I'll be in Queensland. Where's JP? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Do you want to do the where's JP story? No. <laughs> well, well, we'll just well, have to go for another time. Won't it? It will. Time we we should bring it back up later on because then we just keep everybody hanging because yeah, everybody keep... was expecting to hear me at Mount Buller because we did tell them the week before that I'd be there. <laughs> yes. So we'll cover it later on. In which gullible idiot on the show. Believe. Well, thanks, viewers, for listening to episode 17 of uh, Radio Hotline, which actually it translates to episode 22 or 24 or mm-hmm. 23 because we've done a whole lot of fillers in between, but we'll just keep it to that number. Appreciate your support. Um, our um, our uh, user base is now just uh, looking just just over twenty three thousand uh, visitors. Mm. Um, that's what uh, the maths is when we work out from the XML files. So uh, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody. Yeah, for appreciate yeah, that. Uh, nice. keep, yeah. those, keep those Steve emails coming. There's just really too much stuff coming in. Big to really. Dog. <laughs> Greenland. Greenland. Yeah, yeah look, it's really Greenland. just we're going. We're looking at some 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 things to uh, um, give you guys a bit of. Uh, how to send your own content in where it's sort of disseminated that uh, if something's interesting it gets voted as a story to the the, the, the top of the, yes. of the home page we're just getting too much content coming in that we, we can't really go through it in the in the in the time frame and still produce a show for you each week or in some cases twice or even three mm-hmm. times a week so uh, but we do appreciate what's going on there and uh, mm. hope you'll support us and the brand as we grow uh, in the near future, yeah, we'll be here, and then Clipsal followed by AGP, yep. and then over the yeah. Long Beach Grand Prix, uh, and Phoenix NASCAR in Arizona. Mm, so get your sleep now, guys, because once March hits, none of you are going to get any sleep for the next few months, because March right. and April are choppers mm. with motorsport. It is. Well, thank you, Linda, for making the trip down here after yeah, you're winging your way back from you. Sweden. Can I yesterday. finally go to sleep? No, <laughs> oh, not yet. We're going out to dinner somewhere. Oh, so jet-lagged. <laughs> and JP, thanks for making it again and holding the fort down here with not a problem. And JP, thank and, you for turning and the dogs, up today. The dogs, That's is, right. the dogs yep. is asleep on dogs James's is... new couch. Very happy. Four paws in the air. Rusty sausage. Even though she's had a wine bath this afternoon. She has had a wine bath. But Linda actually did, uh, spilled a half a glass of uh, Shaw and Smith. It was beautiful on the too. <laughs> but, uh, Russ enjoyed it. It was dogs. beautiful, and now the dog looks beautiful. That's right. Thanks, right, viewers, viewers, and uh, thanks again. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.